0: If I could only give you two pieces of advice on how to make weight loss sustainable and easier, one of them would be meal planning. The other one would be how you talk to yourself is more important than what you put on your plate, but that's a totally different podcast, or actually several podcasts. Nevertheless, anyway, today's episode is packed. We are going to talk about, number one, why meal planning makes weight loss so much easier. Number two, we're going to bust through some of the common roadblocks to meal planning, like I don't have time or I just like to do and go with what I feel like eating in the moment. And number three, we're going to talk about why it's not your fault if meal planning didn't work for you in the past and what to do differently this time. And finally, we're going to talk about three different strategies for meal planning so that you can pick the strategy that works best for you. Ready to get your plan on? Let's go. Ever feel like you know all the diet rules about eat this, but not that, and so you know what to do, but you just have a hard time actually doing it? I'm here to tell you, you are not the problem. Hi, I'm Lizzie. Welcome to the Confident Body Podcast, where we talk about all the mental and emotional parts of weight loss that diets don't tell you. It's time to step past the shame and the guilt from old diets and stop feeling like you're waiting to lose weight in order to fully participate in life. If you're ready to drop the diet mindset and learn what it takes to truly feel happy and confident in your own skin, you're in the right place. Let's get started. All right, hello, hello. We are talking meal planning today. You may not feel like that's a super exciting topic, but this is one of the things that I just love talking about because it is so impactful. It's it's a simple thing that can make a massive difference. It's like, you know, a lever. Like a little bit of push with meal planning makes so much of a greater outset Impact on the other end. And so I feel like meal, meal planning is one of those domino habits that this one thing makes everything else so much easier. But if meal planning is so great, why doesn't everyone do it? I can say for myself, there were times in the past when I'd make a meal plan or I'd be maybe following the meal plan that was mapped out by the latest intense exercise program that I was battling through. And usually I would do great with breakfast and I'd probably be doing fine through lunch. And then, you know, the kids would come home from school and they'd want a snack and I was making food for them anyway. So I found myself snacking too. And I think, well, mm, that, that wasn't really on the plan, but, you know, it'll be okay. But then a few hours pass, and of course I'm more tired at this point and I'm, you know, had extra hours of handling the kids and it's just like, it's time to cook dinner. And i At that point, I was just so not in the mood for whatever the thing was that was planned for dinner. And usually it was like this fancy thing that required a lot of cooking anyway. And frankly, I cook because I like to eat. I don't cook because I like to cook. And so when there's more fanciness to the meal, uh, it's just like, no, I'm out. Now, looking back, I realized that going off the plan wasn't really the problem. It was the story I told myself when I went off the plan. Because I felt like I blew it. You know, if, if I had had too much of a snack and, and then I you know blew dinner, I was like, I felt like all of my efforts were a waste. Honestly, it made me feel like a failure and it made me wonder why I should bother planning in the first place. Have you ever felt like that? Listen, if so, it's not your fault. You are not broken. Here is why that happened. The diet industry sets us up for that. They give us these rules and the meal plan to follow, but they don't tell us what to do when you feel like a failure because you didn't go according to plan. You weren't perfect. And often the plans that they suggest are restrictive and not all that appetizing anyway. And so it's no wonder that by 537 on a Thursday, we're like, nope, ain't going to happen. So today I really want to talk about a different way to do meal planning that doesn't make you feel like a failure. But before we get that, let's talk about why does meal planning make such a massive difference to your success? So. Number one, what it does is it puts your long-term planning brain in charge. It puts that part of your brain that wants to lose weight, that part of your brain that has goals that can look into the future and value something that is not right now, it puts that part of your brain, your prefrontal cortex, in charge of making the decisions. However, decisions made in the moment that are made with the short-term, impulsive part of the brain are going to be focused on immediate gratification. So if you leave the decision for what am I going to eat to in the moment, the part of your brain that is focused on immediate gratification and decisions in the moment is going to win every time when you're asking, what do I want to eat right now? So give yourself a chance by planning ahead, because when you only make decisions in the moment, those are the decisions you end up feeling lousy about later. And that's no fun. Meal planning is great because it takes away the decision fatigue of trying to figure out what to eat in the moment when you're usually tired and stressed. And you can make a plan when you're feeling more rested, when you have more willpower, and therefore you can make better decisions for yourself. And what I really like to do is often you can look ahead and predict what days are going to be a little bit more hectic and you need to plan your meal plan that's easy and something that takes less time and less effort on those days. So for example, this coming Tuesday, my son has an away basketball game. And so we're gonna need to leave at like 4.45. And of course the game is at 5.30, and then it's over by seven. And then like, what what are we gonna, you know, if if I don't plan ahead, we're gonna end up getting takeout and something not so healthy. So we need to plan ahead something easy for that night so that I'm not kind of caught being reactive rather than proactive. Another thing that's great about meal planning is you actually Save money by not buying food that you end up wasting because you don't eat it, and you're not spending extra money on last minute takeout. I mean, who doesn't like more dollars in your wallet, right? Okay, now you may be thinking, that all sounds great, but you don't know my life. Like, I don't have time, and I, you know, sometimes I just feel like eating whatever I have in the moment and so forth. So, let's talk about some of the common roadblocks to meal planning. I don't have time is one of the most common ones believe it or not, meal planning actually saves you time in the long run. And if you make a plan for let's say four or five days in a row, and then you save your plan, after three weeks, you've got a whole solution of different plans that you can draw from and you don't have to keep reinventing the wheel. Another objection I hear a lot is what if I don't feel like eating when I planned for that night? Not a problem. Have a backup plan. Be willing to be flexible. And we're going to talk a lot more about that in just a minute of what to, what to do when you don't feel like eating what you had planned. Another objection I hear a lot is, I am too tired. I get it. You're, we're all tired at the end of the day or at the end of the week when we just don't want to deal with what, uh, what's going to be for dinner tonight. That's why planning ahead actually makes life easier. It reduces the stress and the fatigue because you're limiting the number of decisions that you have to make. Incidentally, this also improves willpower because the less decisions you make, the less drain you're taking down on your willpower. And finally, another common objection I hear is, "I don't know what to plan." Okay, no big deal. How about this? Make a list of, let's say, five, five to seven meals that you and your family like to eat for dinner. Just you know, that you commonly have. Then you can rotate them throughout the week and throughout the coming weeks, and you know, add in a new one here and there, and all of a sudden, you've got, you know, rinse and repeat, you've got a plan. Okay, so so far, we've talked about why meal planning is like the best thing ever, because it just makes everything else so much easier. And we've also busted some of the common roadblocks that people sometimes have when it comes to the idea of meal planning. But how you plan, and how you react when you don't want to follow the plan makes all the difference. These are the things that the diet plans, then you know, diets don't tell you. How you make the plan matters. How you react when you don't want to follow the plan matters. So, are you ready? I don't love rules, but we've got two rules here. Two rules for meal planning. Number one rule of meal planning: make a plan that you actually want to follow. That was what I struggled with when I was following the you know exercise plan, yours you know, preset plan. Was that I didn't really want to eat what they had mapped out for my dinner. I felt restricted when I could only have, you know, celery and peanut butter for my snack. That was not something I wanted to eat. I felt like I was forcing myself to follow that plan. So if you wanna have a hamburger and fries and a milkshake for dinner, plan it. If you know that you love to have ice cream after dinner every night, put that on your plan. Make a plan that you actually want to follow plan ahead for the times when you know that you kind of your willpower is lower, and you usually like a treat, plan for it, put it in your plan. So rule number one is make a plan that you want to follow. We're gonna talk about more that about that in just a minute. Rule number two, I love this one. This is so good. If you get nothing else from this episode, listen to this. When you want to go off the plan, when you're in the moment, impulsive brain says your plan was terrible. This is a beautiful opportunity to get curious. There is gold in these moments. And that is the key difference of why meal planning may not have worked for you in the past. Because when you wanted to go off plan, chances are you felt like I'm a failure. I'm the problem. Why can't I just do the simple rules that the diet gives me? No, 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 no. This is the moment where there's so much to learn. What's going on in your thoughts? What's what's the reason why you don't want to follow your plan that you made? Because remember, rule number one is you made a plan that you actually wanted to follow. So if you're changing your mind, what's going on? Did something emotional happen earlier in the day? Are you extra fatigued that you didn't plan for? Um, Is there a habit that you have a loop on that you kind of weren't aware of? When you want to go off plan, your brain is basically putting up an indicator light of like, there's something to find out here about myself. And that is a great moment to get curious. So let's talk about each of those steps in detail. So step number one was make a plan that you actually want to follow. So how do you get started? There's three different, I'm going to give you three different kind of options for ways that you can create a meal plan. And um, you absolutely can and should test, experiment, tweak each of these processes to fit your life. There is no one set way that works for everyone. Treat it lightly. It's an experiment. Everything you learn is positive progress. So ask yourself, are you the kind of person who likes a little bit of flexibility and I want to be able to kind of cook or eat whatever I'm in the mood for? That's great. Or are you the kind of person that you're like, I just want to know what's for dinner tonight so I don't even have to think about it. Personally, I am definitely the latter. I do not want to have to think after 5 p.m. So depending on what kind of person you are, you might resonate with one of the following methods. Method number one, flexible planning. So if you're the kind of person who likes to kind of feel what you're in the mood for, try this kind of approach to meal planning. At the beginning of the week, identify four or five meals that you would like to have sometime during the week. usually I'm I'm talking about dinners. Um, So four or five meals, then buy the ingredients for those meals. And then when it comes time to cook, you know, you can either have meal A or B or C, you have a choice, but there's boundaries on it. It's not like anything goes, it's more like, well, I was either gonna have this meal or that meal or this meal. And tonight I feel more like, you know, meal number C. C is not a number, it's a letter. At any rate, it gives you an idea to plan for something healthy while still giving yourself some wiggle room and some flexibility in the moment. Option number two, if you don't wanna to have to decide, go with the fewer decisions planning method. Um, so map out five to seven meals that you know that you and your family enjoy. Like for us, it is baked chicken, it's spaghetti, it's uh, chicken salad, usually burgers and some kale chips and um, maybe like Mexican bowls. So I know that any night of the week, I can cook one of those and my family won't complain. Then plan out which meals you'll have which nights of the week. So Monday is going to be bowls, Tuesday is going to be spaghetti, Wednesday's chicken, etc. And like I said earlier, if you save your meals for the week, after a few weeks, now you've got a treasure trove of plans, so you don't have to keep reinventing the meal plan wheel. All right. Then once you've identified the meals that you like and you can plan ahead, that removes the decision fatigue. So you're saving time, money, and calories, which is really nice. If Neither of those really floats your boat. You can take it just one day at a time. So this is your third option for planning. Just look at it one day at a time. What am I gonna eat tomorrow? Here's how this works. Each day, either the night before or the morning of, make a plan for what you're gonna eat during the day. However, this is super important. Actually plan what you want to eat. That is super, super important. Again, so if you want ice cream, put it on the plan. If you want snacks at 3 p.m., put it on the plan. No food is off limits. The only rule is that if you have a craving for something that's not on your plan, you still get to have it tomorrow when you've planned for it, when you've put your long-term planning brain in the driver's seat and said, yep, I'm going to plan for this tomorrow. Give yourself the freedom of creating a plan that you will actually stick to. This is so important because what you're doing is you're creating the practice of showing up for yourself and following through on the promises you make to yourself. That is so huge because we have all these repetitions of making promises to ourselves that we don't keep. So by making a promise that you know you can keep, over time, if you want, you can start adjusting what goes on the plan, that's fine, but only if you think you'll stick to it. Weight loss will come, thats that will come in time. What we're practicing here is the skill of learning to trust yourself and trust that you will only make promises to yourself that you know you can keep. This is not about being perfect on a meal plan. This is about being honest with yourself about what you will actually eat. Because when you feel safe around food, you don't need to overcorrect with a binge because you're not depriving yourself. And if there's no need to make up for it the next day, then you're not needing to take a break over the weekend because you actually like what you're eating. When you deprive yourself all week long, the problem is not the weekend. The problem is the restriction. Decide that you are worth the time and the thought it takes to plan out your meals. Decide that you're worthy of telling yourself the truth about what you'll eat. And you're always learning. That's okay. Make plans and then make them easy so that they'll be hard to break. And speaking of breaking your plan, that's still going to happen sometimes. So I want you to hear this really carefully. The idea of meal planning is not to get it perfect. I mean, yeah, it's nice to follow your meal plan, but the the goal is not to be perfect on your meal plan. And I see you. I see you out there. You're like, I'm going to ace this meal planning thing. I'm going to get an A plus on my meal plan. Uh Uh-uh. We're not aiming for the A plus. If you make a plan and you only follow it 30% of the time, that is still a win because you put your long-term planning brain in charge and you were able to make decisions that supported your long-term goals. And then, again, super key difference between the way you may have meal planned in the past and what I want you to do now is in those moments, when you decide, I don't want to follow the plan that I made, when you're in the moment, impulsive brain is like, your planning stinks. This is the time to get curious and be like, this is so interesting. Why do I not want to follow the plan that I made for myself? Why am I thinking that my long term planning brain that has my best interest in heart, when I was probably rested, and I made this plan with a clear-headed mind why does my in the moment impulsive brain not want that food right now chances are there's an emotion that you're not paying attention to there's some fatigue going on get curious listen to the words and the sentences in your mind and that can open up a whole world of information for you and discovery about yourself you might find that hey I realize that I want to eat right now because I'm upset that my daughter got a C on her paper and I'm worried that she won't get into college You may realize that you want to eat because the plan you made for yourself was too restrictive. That's valuable information to know. You may realize that you want to eat because other people around you are eating too. And the social environment, the physical environment, all kinds of environments around you make a difference in your decision making. So there's so much to learn when you want to go off the plan. No judgment here. Just curiosity. Leave that shame and guilt behind. Those moments of when you want to go off the plan are a great opportunity to get curious. Hey, write it down, journal about it. I keep a note in my phone labeled note because it's, you know, got full of my embarrassing, shameful thoughts, and I don't want anyone else to read it. Use use that as an opportunity to get your thoughts out of your head and into the open so you can see them and be like, whoa, I didn't realize I was thinking that. All right. So remember, you are only human. Allow yourself to be human. You are a piece of the divine and you are completely worthy exactly as you are. And if you want to lose weight, meal planning is one of the best tools you can use to do so. All right, that wraps us up. We're going to get into our one tiny confident action step for this week to put into practice this week. Here you go. Number one, I want you to think about when are you most vulnerable to impulsive decisions? Is it after work? After dinner? When is that time, usually time of day, I suppose it could be time of year, but when is that time when you tend to make decisions that you wish you could have back? Then I want you to choose one day this week and plan for that time of day. Make it a realistic plan. And then what will you have to handle that time of day? Then if and when you want to go off the plan, ask yourself, why? Get curious. What is your impulsive, emotional mind wanting in that moment that your planning brain wasn't feeling like you should have when you were making the plan? What feelings need to be soothed out? What are you trying to overcome with food right now? And will food really solve those feelings? So that's what I've got for you today. If there's anything in this episode that's helped you, I would love for you to think of one person, maybe it's your sister, your mom, person at work, somebody, one person who could benefit from the information that I talked about today. And tell them about this episode. If there's just one extra person out there who feels like less of a failure because of this episode, that is a win in my book. And if you want to hear about all of my ideas around weight loss and how to remember that you are a complete amazing miracle of divine, please check out my book called You Are a Miracle available on Amazon. And remember, love yourself because you are doing an awesome job. That's what I've got for you today. You're the best. I'll talk to you next week. so much for listening today. Seriously, I know it's not a small thing and I genuinely appreciate it and I hope it helped you. Make sure you head on over to confidentbody.coach slash tips and sign up for my seven top tips for little shifts that create big results so that you can start feeling confident in your body right now. I will see you next week and until then remember you are a miracle.